0: There are places Welcome to this edition of Sean and Dee's Good Tape, or should I just call it The Good Tape? I don't know what to call it now, because Richie's with us again, and I feel like it's mean to, like, not include Richie in the name, so I don't know what to call it. But I'm Sean. That's Dennis over there. Well, it was Dennis over there. He just disappeared. Dee, how you doing? (laughs) Where'd he go? Uh, Hello,
1: Bungo. Hold on. I'm here before you to stand behind you to tell you something I know nothing about, which is Englewood is up to no good.
0: Oh, okay, well, good to know that. Hi, Richie, how are you?
2: I'm well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. And I would say I think we keep going with the uh, the Sean and D's good tape. I mean, it's it's not like you guys to just leave me out of shit, you know, randomly all the time, anyway. So
0: it, 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 on point. Do you like being Do you like being called like a like a special like feature guest or something? Does that make you feel special?
2: It, well, it, you don't really have to. However, I think like 20 years from now, if we're still doing this with our dozens and dozens of fans if I'm still a featured guest, I think that'd
0: be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Really. He's still guest starring, even though he's on almost every week. (laughs) That's funny. Um, and a new microphone for you this week too. So you sound a little different.
2: I I, hopefully I sound better. That's, that's the goal. If not, I apologize.
0: We've got all kinds of new equipment, new computer, new audio recording system. Um, Dennis is, uh, still in a, place that he doesn't have good uh good internet so we'll just kind of see how this goes if there's technical glitches we'll we'll work it out eventually so anyway so big uh, i like
1: the fact that if i drop out i like the fact that if i drop out that means i can just go take a piss break and let you guys take handle it
0: (laughs) well we won't even know that you're gone so we can't make fun of you like we normally do exactly because nobody goes to the bathroom more than dennis does absolutely we we take more breaks during the show just for dennis's bathroom breaks than anything ever but big playlist this week. Um, uh, a lot, you know it was funny because when we got ready to uh to do this, when you know, and listening through it, I almost didn't even need to listen to the playlist to be really familiar with the songs because most of the songs are, are really familiar to us, and I think probably most of them will be really familiar to most people when uh, when they go through this with us.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was another really, really good, solid playlist, fun to listen to, uh, start to finish, uh, just another, another. And it's, it's weird how it works out that way. Cause you know, we, we keep picking independent songs. And uh, I think Dennis, we have, we have a song from somebody outside the group again, and it, they just, they still all fit together very nicely.
1: And, and, and Sean, you brought up the fact that there's, you know, like a noticeable relationship with almost all of these songs mm-hmm. where, Uh, And and we'll get into that once we start talking about them, but it's uh, un un, unplanned, but it absolutely worked out amazingly.
0: And and I'm one thing that I'm really shocked about, because this is just what I would deem a regular episode where it's not not necessarily, you know, something that we're um, we have a theme to. There is a theme like like you guys just said. But the other thing is, is I believe this is our first episode like this. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's singing background vocals and I just don't know it. But is this our first episode like this that does not feature Eddie Vedder in any way?
1: So that leads greatly into the uh, the first song, the uh, Pearl Jam Connection. Exactly. It's just like when you pick Wolfgang, uh, you know, the first non-Sammy song uh, related to Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Say Hello to Heaven by Temple of the Dog. I fucking love this song. I love this song and I, and I purposely picked this one over hunger strike because it's a much better song. And I also wanted to talk about the the clip I sent you guys, but, but I remember, I remember, you know, having this CD cause of hunger strike, but not really ever listening to it. And then maybe 10 years ago when I was living in the I was, you know, just sitting there one Sunday morning going on a, a, you know, YouTube little binge and, uh, and I brought this song up and, uh, Just listening to it and I I don't know what the fuck was going on. It might have been like around the time my grandmother passed away, but, uh, but the guitar solo from Mike McCready on the song just fucking burst me into tears. It was just amazing and powerful and then everything else revolving around this song too. It's just, yeah, it's so fucking good.
0: And for people who don't know Temple of the Dog, you know, maybe aren't familiar with that band, the, the cross pollination of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam that are there. So that's where the link to Eddie Vedder, you know, obviously comes back to. But um, I would have to agree that the song is the better song between it and Hunger Strike. So I think it was a, a more worthy pick for uh, for this week's episode.
1: It also it also brings back what Richie brought up uh last week is uh that Chris Cornell is our spirit animal. Uh you know, so it works out nicely. I didn't have didn't get I only got 3 songs this week so I didn't get to throw a Soundgarden one in there or a Chris Cornell one, but uh uh but yeah, so no Temple of the Dog is Chris Cornell wrote all this music uh after Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone died. And we talked about Andy Wood and Mother Love Bone a lot when we did that uh, covers episode with the Crown of thorns and mm-hmm. Pearl Jam. And what he did on the album was him and Matt Cameron, at the time Soundgarden's drummer, asked Stone, uh, Gossard, Jeff Amont, Amont, who is the the guitarist and, and bassist for Mother Love Bone and then Pearl Jam, to play on the record. And they brought along Mike McCready too, just because he's a hell of a guitarist. And it just, just magic. So there's the Pearl Jam connection. And uh, uh, yeah, no, this song's so fucking good.
0: So going going back to the to the just the band itself, how much was Eddie Vedder actually a part of this group, or was it just Hunger Strike? Because I'm really not sure their their timeline on who did what throughout it all. My it,
1: it was just hun- Hunger Strike, and 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 in in PJ20 when they talk about Temple of the Dog, and they talk about you know the, uh, Stone and Jeff and might talk about the reverence for Chris Cornell and and with Eddie Vedder singing alongside of him in hunger strike which I'm certain will come up at some point you know if this show lasts uh but it it, but they were just like oh shit you know our guy can hang with Chris Cornell who's one of the best fucking singers in the world so it's pretty impressive but uh but yeah this song is outstanding and heartbreaking and oh my gosh yeah
2: and I I think it just applies in so many facets of life I mean I it so listening to it again this week, I was kind of thinking, thinking back to, you know, we've we came from a small school with a very small class and we've lost quite a few uh, members of that class uh, over the over the years and, and several in short order after we graduated high school. And just how much a song like this applies to it. it you know, like you said, it was written for one, one of their friends that had died. And, and it just it any time you, you can uh, kind of make that pair that draw that correlation between death and, and this song. It's, it's just so powerful. The,
1: the line, uh, uh, I, I never wanted to write these words down for you with the pages and phrases of all the things we'll never do. Like, fuck. <laughs> right now I'm getting goosebumps just fucking saying it. It's so fucking good. Uh, uh, it, it, I don't really remember doing much else after the funeral other than just being swept up in the grief of the moment. But after a couple of weeks, I wrote two songs, which were Say Hello to Heaven and Reached Out, both on Temple of the Dog, for Andy. I don't remember recording the demos, but I remember the ideas and writing the lyrics because they were really different and they involved a real person. That wasn't something I normally do. I normally write a character that was part me and part a fictional character, going back to like Bird in My Hand last week. Uh, but these lyrics specifically reflected Andy and my feelings about him. I didn't let anything else in. It was precious. That was up. uh uh, chris cornell quote from a rolling stone article when they did a temple of the dog tour in 2016 just fucking powerful shit
0: it is absolutely and and uh um I, I think I would have liked to have seen them work on more collaborating, you know, as, as time went on, you know, because those two bands were so tied together in in so many ways, including sharing a drummer, you know, it, you know, for, for a lot of the last, um, 20 plus years and, and, uh, it yeah. was, uh go
1: ahead. And, and that's what I meant with like jumping back to, you know, Matt Cameron, You know just happened to be the drummer but he also he was the drummer on stone and jeff and mike's uh uh, demo tapes that got sent to eddie and then the fact that matt cameron is now pearl jam's drummer you know in the rock and roll hall of fame with pearl jam is fucking ast- astounding
0: absolutely and has been what since 1998 is that right isn't that how long he's been in the band
1: yeah yeah he's been the longest tenured uh, drummer there yeah that's why he's you know in the hall of fame with them
0: right absolutely so yeah um i would have liked to have seen them like i said even p- put their put their bands together to work on even more stuff and maybe even involved uh eddie vetter and chris cornell singing together but alas that's not something that's going to happen at this point so um so
1: two so- to- two things before we move on yeah uh is is at the last bridge school that uh which is a benefit concert neil young puts on every year for for the school uh both soundgarden and pearl jam played on that show and 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 this was i guess i was in a i was in korea when this happened i can't remember when it was uh but it but it but they did the show one last time i think it was like 2014 uh uh Or something like that and and people will correct us i'm sure uh but the other thing that i wanted to bring up was i guys i sent you guys that clip from uh the i am the highway benefit concert with miley cyrus singing this song Mm -hmm. did she not fucking kill it
2: she is incredibly talented like it just no two ways about it i like i said i went in in the text i couldn't tell if it was miley or hannah but whoever it was (laughs) very very good um yeah
1: Oh, and then that show in in itself, and uh, uh, Jen from France, uh, I send her, always send her a link to the playlist, you know, for her and David to listen to. And and she texted me this morning that she listened to. I was like, fuck, cool, that's awesome. We're getting ready to record. And she was like, say hello to heaven have you seen the miley clip and i was like of course we have and i sent it to them as soon as i made the playlist so we had to talk about it. and that show is amazing and it's all shitty you know like uh phone footage online but it's uh, it's there's so many great performances metallica dave Grohl doing show me how to live with audio slave it, it's fucking incredible
0: you know, France does make up almost uh, two and a half percent of our uh, listening audience, which I'm sure is just them.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jen and David.
0: Oh, I think we we're got internationally Meg, famous now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've got Meg, too. I'm not sure if she's from France or not, but, uh, uh, but she's a follower on Instagram.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yep. that's fun. Um, going on to the next song, which is a song in my opinion that's just as powerful as "Say Hello to Heaven." And Richie, this was your pick, and I think amongst the three of us, all of us, when this song came out, were blown away by it.
2: Yeah, this is so. The the song is uh, uh, "My Own Prison" by Creed, and this was kind of their first single off their off their first album, and it, it's just a very very powerful song. I mean, this is Creed's effectively a, a Christian rock band, really, um, at heart, and and you know this song was huge it has incredible lyrics just about a person kind of trapped within themselves and and you know the the remorse that the that, the that, that scott Stapp kind of conveys it, it, you know the sins of his life it's it's just a incredible song
1: um, i'm going to disagree about the christian rock band thing and I, and I think he put some pushback on that too yeah uh i think a lot of his lyrics were based on the fact that and, and especially in this song uh and this is starting the connective tissue of, of a lot of these songs, too. Uh, but, but I think starting with this song, this was one that was questioning his faith. Uh, uh, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of religious and Christian themes and undertones in their music, especially on this album. Uh, but but I don't think... They're not like Jars of Clay, which we talked about after, after we recorded last week. Uh, Jars of Clay was a Christian rock band, but Creed, I think, it just happened to come out in his lyrics uh yeah. with that but this song and this first creed album i've forgotten how fucking great it really is you know it just nickelbacky and uh with creed it you know like the the same sort of thing it was just like overdone, it, like it, hootie it and the blowfish and, and shit like that you know just churning it out trying to get as much out of this band as he can but
2: yeah i was thinking kind of imagine dragons would be the present day
1: uh oh, that's fucking perfect
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah um so so this one uh, a couple things i wanted to talk about with it um one this was kind of this this album came out by basically early in my sophomore year of college i was out in colorado springs which had a phenomenal uh rock music station uh called kilo the colorado springs yeah, oh yes they oh, did. great yeah it uh Carow springs at that time yeah. was basically three times the size of springfield plus they they pulled in they serviced pueblo and uh parts of denver so i so it really just it, it actually got lots of world premiere music like before before it was hitting the, air, the airwaves anywhere else and this was one of those songs that they started pumping up way way early and i just i you know loved loved hearing creed early on especially i mean really both of their first two albums had a lot of good music on it I actually went and saw them twice, uh, once at a small venue and the second time at a summer concert at Red Rocks, which I want to bring this up because you've never been to Red Rocks, correct, D?
1: No, no, I haven't.
2: It, I, I feel like it's one of those things that at some point in the next couple of years, we just need to pick a concert and go and oh, make, fuck it, make, it. A, make yeah. it a band we like. It by far was the most incredible uh, venue I've ever seen. I've been, I, I, I've,
0: are, I've been to Red Rocks before. Oh, yeah.
2: What did you see?
0: I didn't see anybody. It was a uh, we were on. We were just out, uh, you know, because Amanda's sister lives out in that area, and we were just out sightseeing. And one of the things we did was stopped and just took a tour of it and walked around the stadium and stuff like that. But it's it's a really cool place. for,
2: for the For the listeners that may not know, it's the uh, it's the place in the U uh, two Sunday Bloody Sunday video. Like that's that's where the the video shot at. And it's I think there's a day... Dave-
1: I think there's a Dave Matthews like uh uh
2: uh yeah by the Red Red Rock Rock. yeah Yeah, yeah. you're correct really really cool and it it it's basically just carved out of a little ravine so you've got uh canyon walls on either side of the amphitheater and you just if if it's a rock concert you're gonna get the music just echoing and it, it is something else um definitely a place to be to go once
1: so the album was initially released on Blue Collar Records, just a, a kind of local yep. record label in Florida, I think it was. Is that where they're from? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, so, so maybe, uh, maybe that's it. Before they got onto Windup, I remember buying this CD from one of the stores in in uh, White Oak Mall because I couldn't find it at Best Buy. I couldn't find it at, at Coconuts. I couldn't find it at whatever the fuck. You know, the stores are, <laughs> I forget to get on cue, front row, you know, and I ended up paying like $18 for the I was CD. Say
0: you had to have way overpaid for it if you got it. Yeah. There. But, <laughs> but,
1: but it's funny. It's funny because they were like, none of this, like in my notes, none of the singles were sold in America, which we've, we, we've had, you know, a few uh, songs and albums that were like that, where they were going to push the sale of the CD, uh, you know, and the fact that I remember tracking this motherfucker down and paying $18 for it
0: you know well you look at the you look at the first album and you know you were talking about how you know they they push so much stuff out but i'm sitting here looking through all of their albums through probably 2002 and there's at least a couple of good songs that are worth revisiting on every single one of those albums i mean the first one's got four singles on it um the the second one (laughs) 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 i didn't mean to do that sorry um uh New software. Yeah. The second, the second one, no, that was actually just me pushing the wrong button. The second one's got two or three songs on it. And then going up through their album in 2001, which I know had the song Bullets on it, which I always thought was, uh, was pretty good and had my sacrifice on it, which was, uh, was very popular and it was a good song. So, you know, maybe they got put in your face too much, but I think their quality of music was, was still really solid until they ended up stopping making music together
1: well he he's got a lot of demons and 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 the song perfectly again you know the religious overtones say hello to heaven uh you know uh and and this whole song it, just talking about i cry out to god seeking only his decision gabriel stands and confirmed i've created my own prison like that that's a great fucking line yeah. and, and, and the fact is, uh, like i did not give a shit about this band once they put out higher uh you know that and it's probably a good song but oh my god it's it's Nickelbacky in, in the way that it was just out there and again you know richie you, you give me shit about you know you you're like the running joke that i'm a nickelback fan this band is the same fucking thing oh, yeah. you know it's yeah uh uh but but honestly that song just really turned me off. Like it sounded like he was trying way too hard to make a fucking hit very smash mouthy. And also, you know, all-star thing. And, and that's, you would, that's compa- what he would really, he would really
0: compare that song to all-star by smash mouth. Yes. There's no yes. way, no way that that's not even no. No, that, I, that, that, that I narrative doesn't be, fit.
2: I could be wrong, D, but I I think that song he wrote after his son was born.
1: Absolutely,
2: I, I think there, Listen, there's.
1: I get it. To that I one. get it, but it just it seemed to me like he was trying way too hard. uh So this was another song that uh that Jen from France uh texted me about. She's like she never heard a Creed song before.
2: Oh wow, ever,
1: and I was like, oh fuck, okay, maybe they weren't big in Europe, which makes sense. Uh, you know and i brought up the fact that uh, uh you know there was that celebrity death match thing with uh with him and Eddie Vedder. uh do you remember that give me <laughs> back my voice <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact that she never she didn't know cream was astounding to me yeah. considering yeah, you know, they, they she's sold close a to sold age.
0: Well how old yeah. is she? how old is she
1: she's close to our age oh, okay. yeah okay Okay. she's she's the same vintage as we are well, like, I feel I, if, like if she doesn't mind me saying
2: that I hope
0: vintage <laughs> Wow.
2: <laughs> I feel like uh wasn't one of their songs like the uh pulled by CBS for a year or two for like the final four like i I, I feel like I remember a great song being the soundtrack that they would use uh before they went to one shining moment. What was that <laughs> that makes me think about the uh the playoffs.
1: Song, the, the goddamn uh, uh, the melon camp one. From no, basement. no, no, no. The uh, I'm I, I feel like I'm supposed to be on video, so I'm making like uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, uh,
0: and we with, can't and we can't even see you, so
1: yeah, no, oh, yeah. uh, crown, goddamn it, Chris Cornell and the other motherfucker.
0: Oh, Heavy is the head that wears the crown, Heavy is the head that wears that the Zach Brown band, yes, yeah, yeah, Zach yeah. Brown,
1: that's it, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, this song, this song, and there's like like you guys talk about three or four songs on this album that are just, yeah. un, fucking believable. Like like a great debut album, yeah. you know, uh, awesome, just awesome. And 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 I hadn't listened to the song Richie, you know, probably in in.
0: Here you go, D. This is what he's talking about. Everybody has- yeah. <laughs> It's actually a really good song, though.
1: It really is, but it, it, it was just that that fucking playoffs, just like a. a...
2: Well, I feel like baseball is the <laughs> only sport that does that, where they run something into the ground every postseason.
1: They had a Pearl Jam song a couple of years ago too that 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 I didn't get sick of, oddly enough.
2: But, like, Sean, do you remember me. the, the you Frank that Caliendo year. commercials? Those that yeah, yeah. One year? Oh, like, Sean and
1: huge... I have talked about both this and Heavy is the Head. Yeah, on, on, on the shows. Yeah, yeah. The Frank Caliendo <laughs> that was the that was one of the Cubs playoff years.
0: Well, Before the year the of the, the year of that song that I just played was the year that the Cubs beat the Cardinals in the playoffs. So yeah. hmm. Well, on that note, I think
2: we should move <laughs> to
1: the next song. So the next song is mine. And, and I can't believe we hadn't talked about this song prior to this. Uh, it's uh, Alice in Chains, Don't Follow, off of the Jar of Flies uh, EP. God damn, this is a good song. Like, their voices in this song, like, this is where... Oh, my God, just so fucking <laughs> It was jerry's concept of having us start out the song lane lane come in and then we finish up with the two sides of the story type of thing which i thought was a brilliant concept that was uh toby wright uh the producer of the album talking about that like this is so fucking good and the harmonica which will come up again later in another song that i picked is is fucking brilliant
0: it just doesn't sound like alice in chains and that's what i like about it is it's just different yeah. It's yeah. just not something, I mean, you think of, uh, you know, some of their other their other big hits and stuff like that, and they're just such heavy songs, and this is not.
2: And, and I will say, I would have, you know, in a vacuum, I would have thought that Sean picked this song because it has that that kind of classic, it keeps, the song keeps building and building and building, and then you have that that little second act there of where, where they kind of, they don't quite explode because, the, you know, Alice in Chains could go up much higher than this. But but they really—it's it, a, a tone shift there at the end of a much heavier song, um, and that's—I it, think it's just a, a really really good song. But as I as I mentioned, There's, guys, oh go ahead, D.
1: No no please go for, finish. I
2: was just going to say as, as I mentioned to you guys, it really really every time I listened to it this week, it really reminded me of that that the flies song. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but just got you where I want you. Mm-hmm. That, yeah just really beat for beat i think they're the same
1: so uh we we will need to talk about that song eventually obviously uh but but this song is super important to a lot of our friends and myself like it's just it was just one of those late night songs you know in the trailer or, or one of our apartments where you know you're just sitting there with a beer fucking arm in arm, you know like like arms over each other's shoulders you know just fucking yeah it's so fucking good and the lane staley part when that kicks in after the harmonica solo
2: god damn and, and it's just it's one that you can sing to you know a, a chris cornell song's going to be hard to sing to as in a group like that but this song has that kind of mellow vibe that just i think really works
1: I didn't realize it was a single too. I don't remember ever listen, hearing it on the radio. I just remember picking it up, off, you know, off the CD, which Sean, I think, I remember buying. Uh, one of those times that we went to the mall with your parents, okay, and, and they would give us each like twenty bucks or thirty bucks, and I'm pretty sure I bought this and uh, Butthole Surfers, uh, uh, <laughs> Pepper, uh, Electric Larry, Larry, Larry and, uh, the same, yeah. Like for some reason I don't know why I remember shit like this, but I'm pretty sure that's that's what I ended up spending my money on.
0: No, I can remember where I bought most of my CDs at too. Yeah. Weirdly yeah. enough, I don't know why.
2: It's yeah. yeah, it's weird how how big of an event that was for something that we all three of us did very often in, in at that mm-hmm. age. But it just uh, you yeah, same thing. I, I can remember certain certain albums when and where I bought them. it's, it's just weird
0: yeah i always liked it when uh, when they when it was still before they quit doing the cardboard boxes you know that the cd was in the cardboard box and then you could take the cardboard box and hang it up on your wall in your room i always oh, yeah. enjoyed that but alas that's over too so.
1: so the the whole like i ain't never coming home i'll just wander my own road Hurts to care, it's all I know. Forgot my woman, lost my friends. Things I've done, where I've been. Slept in sweat, the mirror's cold. See my face, it's growing old. Scared to death, no reason why. Do whatever to get me by. Think about the things I said. Read the page, it's cold and dead. Motherfucker. How great is that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Just. I feel like you I just agree. read it. I feel like you just read us a poem.
1: Yeah. I, I did essentially, yeah. you know, that's a, yeah, a poem or sonnet or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah,
0: no, it, it's a, it's a really good song. It absolutely is. And, you know, fits with, uh, you know, the vibe of what we've got in this week's, you know, it, it is amazing how we put stuff together and they do kind of just all flow very well together as a, as a playlist. And this is one of those ones that did that with everything else.
1: And that leads into our next song, Mr. Newell.
0: Yeah, our our next song was one that just is as, as you know, kind of like uh, with Aerosmith a couple of weeks ago. It just felt like it was time to have. Uh, one of the bigger rock bands of all time on, on our list. And, and so I picked beautiful day by you too. And, and to me, this is one of those songs that you, you hear it and it, it's going to lift you up just a little bit with the way that the music's written, you know, it just, it just kinda, it has that, that vibe to it. I, I love the tone of the song, even more so than the, than the lyrics themselves. I think the tone of the song and the music to the song is just absolutely outstanding.
1: And, and you're absolutely right like the vibe of this song means more than the lyrics Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a lot of these songs that we're going to talk about today are super on the lyrics there's but this song just lifts you up
0: whenever you hear it
1: when it goes into that goddamn chorus holy shit just amazing amazing
0: yeah, I mean it's not one that you you can you want to overanalyze too much or anything like that. It's just it's just one that it kind of says what it is and it and it fits. You know, it it can fit a, a good time for you if you're not having a, having such a good day. It can just kind of kind of change your attitude a little bit.
2: I will say with this one, this is a song that uh, Bill Simmons has ruined for me because he does the uh, the the thing where he talks about the importance of music at the all the Super Bowls that the Patriots go to and and the halftime <laughs> shows basically and this is the one that he always points to from the 2001 super bowl the first one that they won against the rams because you two played this song and then that got a lot less funny after the atlanta super bowl so oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: what song what song does he associate talking, with that one i don't even oh is it lady gaga was that halftime
2: it uh uh, pink. Well, I think mean, I believe. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga.
0: I think it was Lady Gaga because I remember. Yeah. I remember sitting in your kitchen and watching the halftime show. So when I when I went out to uh, visit you for, for for that Super Bowl,
2: thankfully I don't remember much of that night now. <laughs> I've, I've repressed almost all memories, uh, other than having to repair my drywall.
1: Uh, so let me remind you, Sean, or Richie, that uh, they were up twenty eight points right is that 20, is that 28 20, to 3
0: 25 let's not make it too dramatic d it was just um, sorry. yeah
1: 28 to 3 yeah mm-hmm. and uh and then the- <laughs> I,
0: just, I just remember sitting on the couch downstairs as the meltdown was happening and dennis texted me he goes how are things going there i'm like oh i don't know it's not good it's just not good <laughs> i was sitting
1: i was sitting in a, a fucking hilton hotel in fayetteville north carolina watching this game and
2: just like holy shit what the fuck is happening yeah. <laughs> and i had to get up at like four in the morning to fly to uh san francisco that next day and i was just so numb and so beat mm-hmm. and like you'd see smiling people in the airport and i just wanted to throw a punch every.
1: <laughs> i was in the atlanta airport richie <laughs> uh when the when the cubs blew a fucking lead against the Braves to lose that series. I guess that was 2017. I think.
0: Uh, Noll says hi. Oh, um, could not figure out what that sound was. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's Leia's got a friend now. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> are we? Are we getting a look?
0: Go ahead with your oh, story. You were that... in the middle of a story about being in the Atlanta airport or something. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. When the when the Cubs blew that lead, look at that oh. dog when the Cubs blew that lead against Atlanta, uh, you know, to lose the series and, and, uh, you know, I was sitting there at waiting in line to get on the plane with my, you know, headphones on the MLB app going and and like just shaking my head with a Cubs hat on. And a woman came up to me in a Braves hat it said you're listening to the game aren't you I was like yes <laughs> it was just like, so you know like it was yeah I get it fuck you but I get it
0: <laughs> so so to put, put the picture of the, of the podcast here a little bit since you can't see what's going on Richie now has a dog on his lap and that dog I, I have to ask is that dog as soft and fluffy as, as it looks like on the camera uh-huh. yes it is okay. <laughs> oh yeah
1: Did she 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 just reply to that question too? She did. (laughs) She's like, goddamn right, I am. Miss (laughs) you. That's
2: funny.
0: Yep. She (laughs) She calls me little little Sheba squeal. squeal. Well, she's very polite. Yes. (laughs) That's funny. All right, moving on to song number five before we take our break. And this one, this one is U D. And it's not um, not one that necessarily band wise is from the same era. It's a little bit newer of a of a group than most of the other ones that we're talking about. Yeah,
1: this is this is another listener request or, or, or follower request on on Instagram. Uh, uh, our listener Jess from Tennessee, she wanted to hear some Hosier, and 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 I thought this song was perfect for this. It's "Take Me to Church," the song that broke that man, and he's he's so good, unbelievable. I remember hearing this song in like 2011 or 2012. Like somebody on that Pearl Jam. Uh, uh, fan page that i'm on message board that i was on uh you know like like dude you have to hear the song like before he even broke and before it came on radio and i was just like holy shit this is amazing like so just was he, so was, soulful
0: was, was he playing the song independently for a few years before it was ever on oh, an album then? oh
1: yeah yeah okay. no he this this was one of the songs that got him signed uh and, and, and going back to the creed thing, you know, like talking about like a, like Christianity, uh, religion. Going back to say hello to heaven. Going back to uh, all of that stuff. Like, like this song touches on religion, but is also sort of saying like this is not, yeah, you know, this is not what religion is supposed to be about. It's you know fucking with it, you know, but at the same time, it's also being like religion can be whatever you want it to be. It can be whatever you believe in. And it's, it's so fucking good. And his voice. Oh my Lord. Yeah.
0: Now you've seen yeah. him in concert, correct?
1: Correct. Uh My middle, I went and saw her in Dawes, Sean, which will come up on the next. uh These are songs that Sean or, and or Richie need to hear. But, <laughs> you know? uh, uh, there's but uh but yeah no i took that was her uh, 16th birthday present for me we went and saw him in uh in chicago It was such a great fucking show
0: yeah okay yeah I, i thought i remembered that and you haven't really been to too many concerts since then if i'm if i'm correct
1: no i think glenn hansard was the last show that i've seen and he might pop up on that that episode also
0: well there you go it all ties in together right so no, uh-huh. this is a, this is a good song. I'm going to say, I haven't heard this song too many times. It's not, not a, you know, not something I've listened to a lot, but when I was listening to it this week, I really did enjoy it, yeah. you know, but it's not something that I've got a lot of like crazy thoughts on just from the fact that I'm not as familiar with it as I, as I probably need to be to, uh, to talk about its inner meaning and all of that stuff.
2: So I heard the song a lot. It it, uh, it really broke through on a couple stations that my kids listen to, like, you know, kind of pop type stuff. It got a lot of airplay. I was shocked that it was a 2014 song. I, I felt like it was more recent than that. Um, but yeah, no, this is a song I'd heard quite a bit and always really liked. It's that that juxtaposition of what he's talking about and then tying it to religion is just it almost makes you feel uncomfortable but in a good way i i just i always i always loved the song
1: well oh, interesting i i, I that's you, your kids are a little younger than my nieces <laughs> or no well i guess a, a bit more younger than my nieces but uh, the middle one is, was 16 when i took her to the show and i didn't think about that uh when you talk about that but uh you know, like she tells me, "Worship in the bedroom." The only he- heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, right out there. I didn't. I didn't really even think about that. But they, you know, we did, and they listen to songs about shit like this all the fucking time. Like whether it's right in your face, like "WAP," I which I've never heard. Uh, WAP, that fucking song. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's overtly sexual you know but like this song i guess yeah comparing it to religion wow yeah that's pretty that's pretty interesting i never thought about it that way
0: what i'm interested to see is after we take our uh our break coming up here in just a second is uh the first song that we come out and i don't want to uh spoil it but i want to see if we can actually talk about this song longer than it took this guy to write the song that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Because <laughs> it couldn't have taken very long to write the song, to be quite honest. Oh, hold, on, hold on, I want to yeah.
1: throw—I want to throw something out there for Jess, really quick. Something drain the whole sea, got something shiny, something meaty for the main course. That's a fine-looking high horse. What you got in your stable? That's a—that's a lot of starving faithful. That looks tasty. That looks plenty. This is hungry work. Take me to church. That's a great fucking line right
0: there. Right. Yes. All right. On that note, let's take a quick break so Dennis can um, go to the bathroom, even though he probably has four times in the first half of the show. I just don't know it. But uh, we'll be back in just a second here on Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Welcome back to side B of Sean and Dee's Good Tape. And uh, we've got five more songs to go. We got Richie sitting in with us again uh, this week. So um, first song out of the gate as I try to pull up my notes here is um, the one that I was talking about beforehand that uh, I did want to see if we could talk about it longer than it took the guy to write the song. But Richie, it's your song, so I'll let you introduce it.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know that we'll uh, come over that bar because there's <laughs> literally nothing about this song uh, <laughs> really out there. Uh, the song is is High by Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Um, it, a lot of people may not know it. It, I don't, it, it got some moderate airplay at one point in the time in time in the late 90s. It's a fun song. It very, very like loud and in your face.
0: It it's I I love the riff of it. The music in this song is is outstanding. I just uh Oh the
1: opening. Yeah, the opening yeah. of the song is
0: fucking great. Yeah. Uh,
1: do, 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 do. Oh, so fucking cool. Yeah, I
0: yeah. just I just like I said though, I'm just not sure that it that um there was a whole lot of thought put into the lyrics for the song. He just had yeah. a really good beat and said, or a really good riff and said, I'm gonna write a song about being high, essentially. And and it, it worked out for him. It was a pretty good song.
1: I, I think you're underselling it a little bit sean uh it, it I, I i think he's actually talking to somebody about you know being upset with his addiction or or that he wants hot or whatever the fuck it's about jimmy's chicken shack it's the name of the band uh uh you know so i'm guessing it was probably more marijuana than anything so i'm guessing it's a song about his girlfriend being pissed that he just wants to smoke all the time or his family being pissed about it i but but yeah, no, it didn't take him
2: long to write it at all. No, and um, really, the the biggest thing I always remember about, about this song is the box art. Um, it I always thought that the box art was Kurt Cobain, like that's that's what it looks like to me. The the you you only see kind of the hair hanging down. I would agree. That that was, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know if it is or not, but I, that's what I thought too when it when it uh, came up. You know, as uh, as I was driving and it came up on the screen in my truck, I thought that's what it was too. Yeah
2: and i know hold I on have... hold
0: on
1: let me... before we move on from that let me let me let me look at it again uh i'm pulling it up you can't see me because my yeah. internet sucks here but
2: yeah there i actually have owned the cd and i don't there was nothing else worth listening to that i recall on that on the album but it did have a very very cool cover okay can't tell if I anything,
1: but i guess with the shirt and the jacket
2: yeah, and that yellow—the scraggly yellow hair coming down—like it just. Oh, that's what I always
0: thought it was. Musically, it's outstanding.
1: What the fuck is he pouring out of his hand?
2: Yeah. I have no idea. It looks like it, it looks <laughs> I like. I should be my. Ear.
0: It looks like it, fe- it. it looks like feathers or something like that. It's really kind of weird looking.
1: Or dandelions. You know? Maybe.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's strange though. But you know, it's a, it is. You're right. It's a fun song. It's a good song in terms of uh, in terms of the music and all of that kind of stuff. So it's worth listening to. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's that's kind of what I thought. It was one of those that I had on the list to to throw out at some point, and today was the day.
1: I had not thought of this song
2: oh, you know, God, since no. it came out.
1: Yeah. I this I think this Sean this might have been one of those CDs that I never actually bought, even though I liked the song. <laughs>
0: you know, oh, but, that's not possible. That I, I, I just can't even believe that that would be true. I once mean, I, I get my shit back,
1: back from low, we'll we'll find out, but I'm pretty sure I don't own this CD.
2: Well, if, if that is true, that you never bought it, you made a good choice. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Up next is, uh, is pretty much the song that made Blink-182, you know, kind of uh, make everybody know about them, and the song is Damn It. And uh, this song also, when you talk about catchy riffs right off the bat, it's a it's one that kind of uh, kicks you in the ass also and and grabs your attention. The lyrics are probably a little bit more well thought out, though, than uh, than yeah. high. No offense to Jimmy's Chicken Shack. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but no, I really always I, I liked the song when it came out. I still like this song today. I think it's it's got just all around. It's a it's a really good, fun song to listen to.
2: It's a Blink 182 song through and through, um, you know, from the title "Damn It," which definitely is going to uh, appeal to us in our inner youth. Mm-hmm. To like the the, the lyric uh, "Did you hear he he fucked her?" Like it's just it's such a fun song, so fun. Um, I I think uh, it's like most Blink 182 songs. It's short, and and I think that's kind of one of the like the really great things about this band. Their songs always left you wanting more.
0: Well, and that's the appeal to it too. Is it's just so in your face and so fast, and it's so like high energy that that's I think that's what makes it as good as it is. You put these lyrics with a slowed down, more brooding song, and and it just it wouldn't have the same impact.
1: I disagree with that. By the way, like I've always thought this song would be a fun thing, like uh, it's all right to tell me what you think about me, that sort of thing. I always thought that would it would be interesting uh but yeah no this song introduced us to you know the, the punk rock thing i i guess green day came first right mm-hmm. oh yeah All right prior this. Yeah. but but, yeah. but 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 this was this was one of those uh just fun songs stupid yeah. fun songs and obviously uh and, and oddly enough uh one of the records that was waiting for me when i got home uh on friday night was this this album do drained. Really? Um, like I I, oh. I think I'd ordered it like a month ago and it and, and it showed up. Yeah.
0: What were the were there any other good songs off this album? because I'm blanking yes. like, I'm blinking on that. What else was on there? Hold on, let me grab. <laughs> oh yeah, he's actually at home for once. He can he yeah. can do that.
2: Yeah. I mean I don't think the album was anywhere near what Anima the State or or some of their other oh albums. oh okay. Uh
1: so the other one was Josie. Uh, let me let me read you some of those lyrics. I wish I was on video so you get you guys see me actually going through the the vinyl.
0: Well, you can turn your, your video back on and see how long it lasts. Sure. Okay. Oh look, up Dee's these these part of the show this week. I forgot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend takes me home when I'm too drunk to drive. No,
0: I'm trying to. On
1: and she doesn't get all jealous when I hang out with the guys. She likes it. my dumb jokes. Here, I'm, no gonna, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna play a minute of it to see if I yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> <It's good looking laughs> Is there any other songs on here besides this one? Uh,
1: yes, but I can't think of what.
0: the fuck It's got a long like intro it. here. It's good though.
2: Yeah. Especially for a band that most songs are only like two minutes long. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. I know this song. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. So that was, I, I, uh, if you look behind <laughs> me, that's a new record shelf
0: that oh, I just built. Nice. Ooh, nice. And I
1: was listening to a uh, uh,
0: Handcrafted? To or you, mean, you mean you actually put it together from a box or you actually built it?
1: No, I put it together <laughs> from a box. Yeah. No, I'm not fucking anywhere close to be able to build my own record shelf yet. He,
2: he cut down the tree before he went to Germany, so that it had time to. Uh, to I cannot
1: tell a lie. It was a cherry tree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now Dennis Whittles on the weekend.
2: That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> All right. Next song on the list, as I scroll through the lyrics of that one, is I, Richie. Was this year's. I believe so. Okay, go for uh, yeah. it. Yeah,
2: so this is a uh, uh, "Seether" by Baruch Assault. Um Just another fun song. I never ever knew what this song was about, what the genesis behind this song was until until you uh, you sent the notes out this week, D. And how badass holy, is it? Holy shit! Yeah, it makes you think of it in a whole oh, different yeah. way. Well, and, and like I I hadn't listened to the song in a long time, and I you know listened to it a couple times this week before I read the notes, and like I almost felt like there was like an underlying like lesbian subtext to the song. <laughs> I'm listening to it this week, uh, talking about like sheathers in my mouth and like just little things, <laughs> and then the notes I'm like, oh shit, Joe. Uh, no. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like yeah. you just
1: assume she's a rock chick so she's a dyke.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, you know, kind of the so, so yeah, they they were definitely that that little fair like like time frame. It would have made yes, sense. It's yes, just it was also
1: around the whole Yeah, time frame. Yes. Like, like like yeah, no chicks and Sleater Kinney and shit like that like like you could be a rock chick and you know, or, oh, all right. So-
0: Did we ever talk about what the song's actually about though?
2: Not yet, we haven't. Yeah, okay, I, I was gonna okay. say, because what the song's, song's about is we... actually
0: super interesting. And you want you want to explain it, Richie? Go ahead.
2: I, I, uh, yeah, so so the song is about like, she kind of growing up had um, rage issues, is, is what I'll go with. So it's really kind of a, a mental health issues and, and like she would lash out at people. And that's what the seether is. That's the like almost like this extra being inside of her that comes to the surface, and she knows when she does it that she does either can't control it or doesn't control it, and it's like it, it, it's the Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. Yep. Her, yeah. And, and and once you understand that, it's like okay, it's it's there through the entire song. That makes, it makes sense.
1: It, and it makes it amazing. Yes, like, like this was a, such a fun song when it came out, but listening, it, like reading that and seeing that. Like, like, it's like, Oh fuck. This song is a perfect explanation for that sort of thing.
0: Do you ever, well, when's the last time you've like completely like just wigged out on somebody like that? You ever done that? Just oh, completely yeah. wigged out yeah. on somebody. You know how much better it makes you awesome. feel? You know, you know how much better it makes you feel after you do it? Even if maybe you're yeah. regretful about it, like half hour later, after you do it, there's this like, um, like the endorphins from it all just make you feel so awesome and calm. Yeah. 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 I mean, you shouldn't do it, but it's still, it's, it's, it is kind of nice once in a while.
1: Well, it's one of those things where it just builds up. Like you have to fucking do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So have either of you guys watched the the show Big Mouth?
1: What? How do you feel about that, Richie?
2: What's that show? Uh,
0: What's it on? Where where are we talking? It's
1: on Netflix.
2: Okay. Netflix has it. It's a, it's a cartoon. It's, um, so it's wildly inappropriate but it, it also explains <laughs> puberty to children in a very like they shouldn't be watching it but ah, if they do it okay. explains it in a very interesting and and accurate way but i feel like this song is, going back to seether i feel like it's very similar to the hormone monsters like that's that's kind of what i envision see the seether being now
1: that's, that's perfect like, yeah that's perfect yeah and and that and that's probably exactly what she meant it was just you know not knowing what she was dealing with in her personal life you know like like there's probably just like in big mouth you know like uh there's probably things going on that she didn't get and just lashing out uh maybe one two three of us had similar experiences when we were you know growing up uh but uh but yeah no that's and 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 again like you said richie like learning what this song is about made the song so much fucking better uh josh is a big fan of veruca salt and 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 i i like it first of all two things we have to talk about is is the name of the album is american thighs how fucking great is that ACDC like god damn it that's so badass that they they just grabbed that and pulled it in and their next album uh eight arms to hold you is it's got volcano girls like some great fucking songs on there too yeah
2: I always thought this was on the same album as volcano girls
1: oh no 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 no, this was the only single that I remember off of this album volcano girls and there was one other one off of eight arms to hold you
2: Huh. so uh, but, so i didn't own this album i own
1: uh the eight arms to
0: hold you yeah
1: yeah yeah I, and i don't i don't own this cd either i own eight arms eight arms to hold you uh but uh once again so, I,
0: I don't believe that either uh,
1: <laughs> again i don't have them with me so i don't know how to, how to handle this <laughs> i actually had to move that cd cabinet to make room for
0: that when do you have to go on the road again
1: uh, uh, a week from tomorrow.
0: Okay, so that gives you plenty of time to drive all the way down, pick up all of your CDs so you can, uh, you can tell us this. I mean, I yeah. know it's only like a 20 hour round trip. I mean, what's the big deal? Well,
2: it'll be more like 30 hours because he's going to have to take a U haul. They won't fit in his well. In his and vehicle. all the
0: times that he has to stop to pee. So, you know, between yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> 60 hours.
1: <laughs> With that being said, let's move on to the next fucking song. <laughs> Speaking of harmonicas. Uh and, and going back to the uh, 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 the way that we were talking about the, the connective tissue with these songs. This is Hook by uh, Blues Traveler. Sean, how the fuck did we go 26 episodes without talking about Blues Traveler?
0: Well, I don't know how we went that long talking about Blues Traveler, but you're not going to be happy with, with my reaction to this song. And, and I, I oh. yeah, I know. All right. I know. Yeah. Go let's, ahead. Let's go get ahead. it out. Let's get no. it out. Okay. I like no, 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 this. No, no. I,
1: like this I like this. Let's was... most This isn't,
0: this isn't most This isn't most This is, um, this is, I did like this song a lot at a certain point, And, and I still find merit in the song. I've just heard it so much that I just don't want to hear it anymore. I've, it, it's, it's been overplayed. It, it's just, it's You're just totally been and overplayed.
1: And hooting the song.
0: I am. Yes, I You're am. It's
1: mash mouthy this song.
0: Yes. It's it's just, I, and it's not Blues Traveler because I like Blues Traveler. Um, but this song, the, pretty much the songs that were on this album, I feel about all the way across because they still play them on the radio quite yeah. a bit. You still hear them quite a bit. And I just, it's not something that I would seek out to want to listen to anymore because I've heard it so much.
2: I, I, I will say I have that reaction more to run around than to hook. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there agree. with you with run around i can't i cannot mm-hmm. listen to that song this song is fucking fantastic and, and and i
1: don't i haven't listened to the radio other than you know maybe in the car on the way to work you know uh, uh, uh in certain places just to hear what the morning shows are like uh so that's interesting to me but this is a great fucking song and you want to talk about harmonica this guy <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. He's absolutely outstanding at playing the harmonica. Yes. Yeah. I'm not taking away anything musically or even really this song. I just, like I said, when, when I when it would come up on the playlist, I didn't really listen to it too much this week because I've I've heard it enough in my life. That's all I mean by it. Not that it's a bad song and, or anything like that.
1: Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, no, and that's fair.
2: I will say I kind of feel like this song is a uh, metaphor for the entire good tape because uh, you know, this every <laughs> Every song that comes up, almost we we have this. God, I didn't know that. Song, that's what that song meant. I didn't know what that song meant. This song is literally trying to get you to not know what that song meant, in that it's you know belittling its listeners that you just you're you're, you're sheep being being manipulated by a band with a hook, and you keep the coming back for it.
1: Very first line, it doesn't matter what I say, as long as I sing with inflection. Like yes, and 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 then the baddest. Fucking badass part of that when he goes into the whole uh, second in, second in. If you're into Tin or Anne it see what they're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. It's so PC, it's killing me. So desperately, I sing to thee of love, sure, but also rage and hate and hate and fear of self. Like, fuck, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, listen, I get it. We're doing this together. Please just understand that. You Know, I understand what exactly. you're doing. This is also going back to the Creed thing, you know. Uh, 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 you know, it's it's just overwhelming, like you know, pushing yourself on to, and, uh, and also you too, to a certain extent, you know, going back to where they loaded that album in your iTunes music, unbeknownst to people, and people freaked out on social media again. Social media is the fucking. Worst thing in the world that's ever happened. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) It's, 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 but, but so going, it, 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 this is just such a fun song too, though. You have to admit that Sean, right?
0: Yes. It's, 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 it's not about the actual song itself. It's just how many times I've heard
1: it. I have a prayer to pray. And that's really all this was when I'm feeling stuck and need a book. I don't rely on luck because the hook brings you back. All you've got to do is write a fucking funny thing. So with that being said, prayer leads us into this last song, which we can tie into the entire you, you know, most of the songs on this playlist. So I am,
0: I am really curious by the way, and I understood where you were going with your, your message the other day about um another song with a similar title to this one, but I'm curious to see your exact hook in to it um, with the last song. Last song is, Symp- is sympathy for the human by uh, Sammy Hagar and the Wabaritas from 1999. And you had uh, brought in sympathy for the devil by the Rolling Stones um, in a message you sent to us on hangouts earlier this week.
1: Sean, Hmm. Do you not realize that the hook of the the last solo and the whoo whoo that's ripped off directly from "Sympathy for the Devil"?
0: You think so? I, I didn't. I didn't really think it necessarily. One thousand percent. Thing. Well, 1, that's 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 fine. I mean, but I just I oh, didn't catch oh, that. And it was great, and it was great. Oop, you're freezing yeah, a little bit. Turn even. turn your video off. You're freezing a little bit. Gotcha. <laughs> We're gonna get. There you go.
1: There we are. We're gonna get heated on this one. Not heated, I think. I think this will be a fun conversation. I was gonna
0: say I'm not gonna get heated about it. I didn't mean anything. No, about no, because
1: I like this song, so there's no reason to get you know fists up, Richie. Uh It's uh, a, <laughs> uh, it's it, it's so good, and 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 it's obviously a fucking you know, uh, ode to sympathy for the devil. Like you, you should listen to that song as soon as we we stop this call and, and compare it to it but it's it's so it's so amazing and that you know and i i, I you know that inglewood in the hood i love the fucking opening the ladies and gentlemen's hobos and tramps cross-eyed mosquitoes and bow-legged ants i i'm here before you to stand behind you that line right there i fucking loved it i am here before you to stand behind you so awesome
2: and then I will say, like, right after that, it goes into a little bit of that, that really reminds me of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, like just the, the, the tune for a little, little bit of time, not through the whole song, but for a little bit, just really, really reminds me of kind of the start of that song.
0: Basically, the whole overtone is is going through all these different religions and how different are they and and all of that stuff. And, And my favorite line, which I believe I sent you in a text earlier this week, Dennis, is the, if Christ came knocking on your door dressed up like the devil, would you let him in? That line is just so thought provoking all, all the way around. And it, and I thought, I thought that when it, when the song came out 22 years ago, you know, uh, and Dennis, I don't know if you remember this, when you went with me to a Sammy Hagar concert, I believe it was in the year 2000 in the summer of uh, 2000, he played this song live and you actually said, wow, I really, really like that song back then, but I don't think you necessarily remembered hearing it, you know, before this week again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, I did. not uh, But that amazing uh, when you brought that line up that's basically what the song's about is like who the fuck is your god no. like if Satan dressed up or Jesus dressed up like the devil and, and he came in there like would you be interested in what he had to sell if he was telling the same shit and he had horns on his head and a red face and you know a fucking pitchfork or whatever that shit is uh, you know like That's basically what it is. It's like nobody can tell you what to think except yourself.
0: Well, I think that even goes into into some other other uh, tones too. some other ways you can take that. I think that's how it was meant, what you just said. But you can also take it as, you know, when you're when you're just in society and in life and you're walking down the street and you see somebody, you tend to judge them right off the bat just from the way that they look. And you don't really necessarily know what's in their heart or what's in their mind or anything else. It's just, uh, you know, you're you're going to make that preconceived notion about somebody. And and this line kind of makes you think, should you really do that? You know, you probably shouldn't without, without um, really getting to know who they truly are.
1: Absolutely. No. And and that's the thing, like this song is so brilliant because it sounds like it shouldn't have a lot of meaning, you know, you, you, if that makes sense. Uh, But it, it, but it's so, so powerful. Like, like, no, we're all the same fucking people, assholes, like put a fucking mask on you know don't storm the capital uh shit like that you know like yeah i don't give a fuck who you believe in just be a good person and that's and that's a great way to bookend this 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 show you know say hello to heaven uh to to sympathy for the humans with creed with don't to church take me to church uh yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, like
0: it once again is just so fascinating how these playlists come together and have a have an unintentional theme throughout because we literally picked our own songs we didn't talk about it beforehand and then they've it's just got this this cool tone throughout the entire thing yeah. that makes sense it's just neat yeah how that works. Very
2: religion and and dealing with demons heavy
1: mm-hmm. i think yeah demons loss and, and, and things like that uh yeah it, no it's just fascinating this this is one of those shows that was great especially because it was the three of us like like me and you sean have had these ones where like oh fuck these you know eight songs work out really well or six of these eight songs work out really well mm-hmm. but the fact that i even threw in you know the hosier one from jess you know thank you jess for listening and uh uh yeah like yeah no it's it's astounding
0: Yes, Jess, you're in a very exclusive club of listeners. You're one one of only dozens of of people.
1: (laughs) And dozens.
0: Um, So Uh, so go go ahead, Richie.
2: Speaking of listeners, I I do have to, uh, now that we're getting close to wrapping it up, I do have to say one listener was uh, very disappointed in the two of you last week. Um, Homer was upset when the concert came up and I said that uh, Michelle would watch the kids, that she won't go. That neither one of you pounced on will and, and, and asked me why I don't take Homer to the concert. Oh,
0: <laughs> Homer and Alonis Morissette. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He already said he's busy that weekend. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> are you saying that, Richie, or are you saying that to fuck with Homer? Uh, we'll, we'll have to get Homer's answer. Sharon, you got to let Homer contact us. So we know what he means.
2: So what should I will point out. I will point out, D, that I, you probably don't have a date for the show either. So you can take him.
0: Oh, ooh, interesting.
1: <laughs> My plus
0: one. He God goddamn right, Homer. He expects. Let's do it. He expects flowers and a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we gonna do next week? What, what's what sounds fun? We don't have a theme yet. What what should we do?
1: Okay. So I really have, Richie, uh, so apparently you're like the, uh, Jim, the photographer of the <laughs> <Sean> <laughs> <he's> good tape. <laughs> so let's do, so we're going to,
0: we're going to duct tape him to a light pole next week. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, or maybe, you know, like set his house on fire or whatever. <laughs> oh, the fuck God. Is. Wow. I can't remember. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what was that one? Oh, anyhow so i would really like to do a uh, an episode of songs that you haven't heard but if you guys have ideas of songs i have requests that i can fill in the 10th song so.
0: well why don't we do this why don't we do the songs we haven't heard for next week and then um we'll do uh uh I, I would kind of like to do a country episode again coming up because we've only done one of those so far. And that was a that was a pretty good, big hit with people. So we could do that coming up and then do a couple of regular shows somewhere mixed in there as well.
2: Sounds good. And I would guess the the country episode would work well the week after when Dennis is uh, getting settled into his new location. Yeah, so.
0: Yep. So that works. So anyway, we'll plan on the songs that D wants us to hear for next week. And until then, we will see you next time here on Sean and Dee's Good Tape.